Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of NFL Only Better. I'm joined by John Baff and by Mike Carlson. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me. Both looking amazingly well if you're watching us on <laughs> As ever. As always. Uh, Mike, you were at the, the London Games. Uh, the first, oh, the first <laughs> games. Uh, how did you find everything? Um, well, it was easy. You take the tube up to uh, Seven Sisters, you walk up the road for half an hour, and there's the stadium there. Was, Here, and you can't set him up with lines like that. He'll just, <laughs> but yeah, it was you know it was great. It was it was the usual kind of um, the usual kind of London game where the panoply of all the jerseys of the different teams. Uh, it seemed like the Saints were kind of the home team favorite. They were the you know official quote unquote home team, and uh, in my jersey check. It was Alvin Kamara with the most jerseys in the crowd. Uh, Jordan was second. Breeze was third. And for the Vikings, it was Adam Thielen in a runaway with Jefferson second. And nobody really third except for the one guy who was wearing a Brett Favre Minnesota jersey, which under Brett Favre's circumstances took a lot of balls. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, Guys, a couple of little quotes, quotes, stats from the weekend. Uh, Kenny Pickett has completed every pass in his career. Ten completions of Steelers players. Three completions to Jets players. You the man dog. The Lions have scored the most <laughs> points in the NFL this season, 140. They are one and three. The best defensive team in the NFL is the Cleveland Browns. And Saquon Barkley's 86 uh, fantasy points is the best lowest. Best criminal for... defense team in the league. <laughs> it's the overall for a fantasy uh, RB1 through the first four weeks of the season since 1997. Uh, that was Curtis Martin, by the way, Mike. I know you. You'd want to know. I, you know, it's interesting you say that because it oh, would God. be Curse Martin, wouldn't it? Just yeah. steady, nice, steady performances for the Jets. Yeah. Let me see. Um, guys, we're going to go quickly on to the games. I think we'll, we'll, we, we were going to talk about it. Well, John, we'll just very briefly mention the fact yeah. that a lot of really good teams are two and two and one and three, and it's a big weekend for many. Yeah. It's the, it's that part of the season. It's also, I was just reflecting on this. It's, it's good from a, from a better standpoint, I think as well, because, you know, it's, We've got a decent sample size now of four games to, to to properly appraise how teams are looking like, and you know we go you go into a season thinking that like look for example at the the Rams who are you know they're not terrible they're not great but we would have you know they were you know very very highly thought of at the coming into the season for obvious reasons they they were fantastic last season, um so yeah this is this is the real gut check part of the season and with the one and three teams I've just got them listed out here in the AFC the or the teams that are one and three or worse. Are the Patriots, the Raiders, the Steelers, the Colts, the Texans, who are the only team in the league without a win so far. And in the NFC, you have the Commanders, the Lions, the Panthers, and the Saints, all as one in three teams. Now, if you look at the statistics, it's almost impossible, not impossible, but almost impossible for one in three teams to make the playoffs this, at this stage of the season. Just the odds plummet, uh, especially even compared to just a two and two team. It just seems like one in three is almost undoable. And you're seeing some... You know, some, you know, on paper, big teams, you've got the New England Patriots in there. It's how often do you look at the New England Patriots four games into a season and saying like, yeah, they're probably not going to make the playoffs. Same with the Raiders, who are, seem to be struggling under the, the stewardship of Josh McDaniels, who, by my count, at least is now five and 27 in his last 32 games as an NFL head coach. So that's not exactly inspiring them. It's not great, them. guys. It's not great. Not, not fantastic. <laughs> particularly, <laughs> as we were, particularly as we were saying, you, yeah. you got somebody in there like Devante Adams who's supposed to revolutionize the, the passing game with Derek Carr. And now he's been good. He's probably been the highlight of that entire offense, but it's just not translated to um, to results on the, on the field. And you wonder at what point people begin to look at McDaniels and go like, oh, maybe, you're a, maybe you're just a coordinator, not a, not a head coach. 
yeah, I finally got back on the on the um, straight up picks that I do for myself. I used to do on, on a column, but I do for myself like on the Saturday. And um, after like eight, seven and one, nine, seven, nine, seven, I was up. I did 13 and three last week. So things are starting to boil down. But when you look at the spreads this week and the matchups between teams, it's still hard to hard to determine who, where the quality is, how, how little cream there is, and how quickly the Eagles have jumped up to probably the top of the NFC you know, team, team ratings, which although lots of us expected them to win their division you know, um, quite, quite comfortably, uh, that was something I don't think any of, any of us saw. Well, except for me, who picked them as the dark horse to win the Super Bowl. There you go. <laughs> on the other, on the other hand, season. on the yeah, other hand, my best bet, yeah, my best bet this week or last week was Atlanta beating the Browns. Um, uh, and they so did. So it was they, your fault. They so, did, yeah. yeah. So the, uh, I'll the take four that. and oh, Atlanta Falcons against the spread, it must be noticed. So if you're having a little bet, they're the ones to, uh, to do it. Um, and, and before we move on to the games, uh, I did have one little, really useless stat just to let you know, guys. Um, in his last 14 games, Tom Brady is 2 and 12 against the spread. So he ain't primetime Tommy, I can tell you that for one thing. And if no. rumors are to be believed, he is very much on the couch. <laughs> yeah, poor That's Tom. what we said a couple of weeks ago. I'm pretty sure he listens to the show. It's why he takes Wednesdays off. There's no other reason to take Wednesdays <laughs> off. Uh, the live games, um, so much to look forward to. Indianapolis Colts to Denver Broncos. Uh, Giants at Packers is the second of the London games. And then Philly at Arizona for Mike. Cincinnati at Baltimore for Mike. Saints, Seahawks, Panthers, 49ers for John. We're going to run through them all pretty quickly. Indianapolis Colts to Denver Broncos, 29-20. About the Colts, the Broncos are 4-7. Three points spread. 42.5 is the over-under. And guys, I'm going to be mean, but it brings to a screeching halt the nice little run we had of pretty exciting Thursday night game. Because <laughs> if you're going to stay up late on a Thursday night when you've probably got work on Friday, these two teams may not be the one that's going to make you sizzle, Mike Carlson. <laughs> no. Um, you know, Denver, Russell Wilson is not the Russell Wilson of old, um, quite obviously. I don't know how much of that's on him and how much is on Nathaniel Hackett, but I'm certainly willing to give Hackett a good share of the blame if, if, if we, we could. We they, um, Frank Reich um, with Indianapolis, has they've, I think, underperformed. I put a lot of that down to the defense. Uh, both these teams were supposed to have good offensive lines, and neither has their, so far this season delivered on offensive line play. But Jonathan Taylor has an ankle injury. They're saying he wants to play. He, or he's saying he wants to play. They're saying it's a decision. I, I just, for the life of me, can't see them play. It's kind of like Kamara um, last weekend, where they they were saying right up almost till game time, Kamara was going to play. And if you'd watched him the week before, you, you couldn't think of how that would be po- possible. Um, and, of course, Javante Williams is out for the season for Denver, and they've signed Latavius Murray, who – who, Played really well in London, 11 for 57 rushing, and they still didn't bother to put him on the 53-man roster. They they had simply activated him from the practice squad, which left him eligible to to go to another team. So he'll be he'll be running for Denver. I think he'll be ahead of Melvin Gordon as, as since Gordon lead is four fumbles, leads the league in fumbles um, after four games, but. At home on a short week, I, I, I've got to go with Denver. The spreads, the the spreads down to three, which makes it a little bit more attractive than it was three and a half yesterday. Um, so yeah, I, I just you know, if I had to bet this one, I would bet Denver and, and give the three points. But well, I'm, I'm not real confident. To, like, you don't you don't have to, Mike. You can <laughs> sit it out. That's fine. Sitting it out is is absolutely fine to say. John Balf, 
which yes, sir. so awesome. This Just is a he puts his chef's uniform on. Rose the ingredients. Yeah, I got my hat on up here. I'm slightly out of frame. And the man just cooks. He does. Well, not really. It's not like, uh, as I said to somebody else, it doesn't really look like it's barbecue season in, in Denver just yet. Um, the This game, what it, is the over under 42 and a half now, Kieran? It was, yeah, it was, it was 43 and a half yesterday. So yeah. that it's dropping precipitously i wonder if that'll even change by the by the oh, time the what weekend a great word around. what a great word <laughs> would, would i'd go i'd go over on this one are you thinking I'm, i was well to me if you just uh, i was thinking the opposite this seems to i mean it's dropping i obviously liked it a bit more when i had the extra point to play with yesterday uh, but even at 42 and a half i think if you just look at the the factors in this game presumably both of the you know they should give Jonathan Taylor a little bit of respite if he's injured. You don't want to make him even worse when he's the focal point of the entire offense, really. Uh, you've got him and you've got Javante Williams from Denver, both out. Both the starting running backs most likely won't be playing. Williams certainly won't be, and Taylor probably won't be. And as well as that, you just, you know, you have two sort of veteran quarterbacks in Matt Ryan and, and Russell Wilson, neither of whom have taken like a duck to water to, the, to their new homes. So it just seems like two struggling offenses and the defenses aren't, the worst in the league either you know to, to go into that as well so i think going under 42 and a half is very manageable okay. goal here um new york giants take on the green bay packers at half past two on sunday three to one about the new york giants the packers are one to four eight points to spread 41.5 is the over under um mike i know you 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 would have been watching the new england uh, green bay game uh, with interest what did you make of the packers performance not very much. I thought, well, I thought the yeah. Patriots played a really good defensive game, even though Green Bay was gashing them with run plays. Um, but eventually Aaron Rodgers found the guys to go to, um, mostly the one, whoever was Miles Bryant, Bryant was was guarding um, and, and played well enough to win. And and New England didn't really have enough faith in Bailey, Bailey Zappi in overtime. You know, they only needed about one first down in overtime yeah. to to be in a position to win that game, but they didn't really trust him to to throw. Um, so they went run run pass as they'd been doing the whole game, and Green Bay was all over all over that. Um, so the Packers are a defensive team right now until Roger, you know, and a running team until Rogers figures something out. And the good news for them, I don't know who's going to play quarterback for the Giants. No one does, you know, and, and the options aren't great anyway. Tyrod Taylor was concussed. He he threw three passes, completed one to each team, and, and the other one went into complete. Um, Daniel Jones was what, eight for 13, 71 yards. Uh, but he ran ran for 68. You know, they would have been better off with Saquon Barkley at quarterback. Um just playing tailback. You know. So maybe yeah. Davis Webb I'll never see it coming. Plays. I don't I don't know. But you know, so this game, who knows? Um you, you've got to take Green Bay. <laughs> you've got to take Green Bay to win it. Um 40, the, the over-under was 41-5. And I was thinking, you know. I, my first instinct was over, and then I look at who might be quarterbacking for New York, and I think, well, you got to get at least like ten from them to get to get it over forty-one, probably probably fourteen or seventeen. They might not get that. So, um, you know, I, again, this is one I, I I'd probably leave alone. Uh, seven and a half for the Packers. They can cover that, you would think, but you know. Yeah, the thing about this now is, and we we mentioned about the London games having a strange atmosphere because a lot of people turn up as a kind of a carnival of football. You know, there's a lot of Patriots jerseys, a lot of Miami Dolphins, doesn't matter who play now. However, uh, one thing for sure is that there's a lot of um, Giants fans or people from New York, obviously, in the um, 
in in London. But the second thing is, is that there is obviously a lot of people who've waited a long time to see Aaron Rodgers play in London. So Green Bay are going to have a huge amount of support. Yeah, yeah. You, would, you would have thought so. Yeah, you'd think so. Um, I think this game is a... If, when I was just kind of looking at the, the facts and figures last night in preparation for this, I think this was going to... It was... Uh, the Packers were given... It's eight and a half yesterday. It's seven and a half now, just judging by the, the conversation. So that's... I think that's an that's still an achievable target for um, for the, the Packers, I think, because... Uh, the. Or for, for New York, I should say. The Packers don't traditionally, so far this season, they don't stack the box uh, very often. So that should mean that there's a lot of opportunities for the run game. And with somebody like Saquon Barkley, who's been you know pretty 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 darn good so far this season, he looks like he's really kind of hit his stride after what has just been you know a, a start to his NFL career, which has just been beset by injuries. And um, so I think from that standpoint, it's it's possible that the the Giants can stick around and, and keep it within a touchdown or so of, of Green Bay. But who who I would fancy to win? It's been a running running league so far this season. Um, you know, despite what despite what we said about the lowest fantasy totals, but you, that's because a lot of teams split split the running duties. And I think I think you had six teams over 190 yards last week, uh, and New York obviously being one of them with the contributions from Barkley was over 150, and, and as I said, Jones added almost 70. So, um, yeah, but if you want, if you think they can run for some touchdowns, go over. <laughs> Interesting. If you think London, if you think London and the bad rest and everything will make the defenses a little bit groggy, go over. <laughs> okay. Uh, thanks for that, guys. Uh, New York Giants, Green Bay Packers. If you go into the game, do enjoy it. Uh, first time we've seen Aaron Rodgers in London, and I know loads of you are looking forward to that. Uh, John Balf, while we're recording, a question has come in for us. Okay. Uh, do you still think Baker Mayfield is a top 10 quarterback in 30 seconds? <laughs> <laughs> Live question. Technically, he's the worst starting quarterback in the league at the moment. So, no. In the, the Big 12, really. he might be. <laughs> <laughs> when there's only eight teams in the Big 12. Guys, yeah. no, you know, watching that game, it was like it was like they were playing volleyball. You know, Baker goes back to pass, throws the ball, and then someone at the line of scrimmage spikes it. <laughs> you know, they should have been doing like a set. You teach your lineman instead of knocking the ball down to, to push it up and then the next guy can come along and spike it. It's all Matt Rule's fault. I blame him for everything. Well, yeah, who's going to start? I mean, Coral's out for the season. Uh, Darnold think, still is isn't Darnold back. back yeah, no, well, I mean, so I, it's PJ Walker. You're going to, they'll stick with Baker in this game, I assume. I think it would be a, a, a strange decision to to drop him after the, you know, trading for him and, and leave him out of the team after four games, of which he's been poor to, well, he's, to awful in at least three of them so yeah he's got his work cut out for him this week. yeah absolutely uh john gonna start with you some of the red zone games saints at seahawks is uh one of your picks for this weekend i'm just scrolling up live as it was out of shot i've got it back what a professional two to one about <laughs> seattle seahawks the Orleans saints are two to five six point spread 45.5 is the over under uh geno smith was lighting it up at the weekend. He Absolutely, was he was. Reason yeah. for my ACA. I had a, I had an amazing ACA. Uh, Did you win? So absolute, <laughs> no, it lost by one. Oh, it I forgot. The 
God damn lions. <laughs> but, uh, I, that's everyone else been said by Lions fans many times over the last um, few seasons, for sure. Why do you want to talk about this one? What do you like about it? Well, I just like the, um, you know, it's actually the, the Russell Wilson kind of Geno Smith comparison, I think, is the interesting thing here. Uh, it doesn't seem like the, it's, if you look at it right now, again, relatively small sample size, just a few games into the season, but it looks like the, the Seahawks might have got the, the better side of that, of that trade to, to, the, to the Broncos. Like the, there's been no drop off with um, Geno Smith so far this season, and you know, arguably Geno Smith is playing better right now through four games than Wilson did throughout the entire season last year. So, you know, from that perspective, it's looking like a, a darn good piece of business for them. They, they, if you remember, people, you know, in our preview show or, and throughout the course of the summer, people were looking at Seattle as you know the team with by far the worst quarterback situation in the league. They were like. What are you going to do, Drew Locker or Geno Smith? It's like, you know, pick your poison. Which way do you want to lose with, with one of those two guys? But, you know, you look at it right now, Seattle are one of the most interesting bets or, you know, candidates for the over in pretty much every game they play this season. They rank third uh, in the league in yards per play, but also dead last in yards conceded per play. So this is a, uh, a very, you know, interesting game to me, just looking at the, the statistics. And this is particularly when you add in the fact that the Saints despite not really getting the offense going, you know, or translating it to point scoring in yards per play, they're eighth in the league, which isn't terrible. Like, and like I said, that's not translated to points yet. Dennis Allen seems like he's concentrating more at this point of the season on the defensive side of the game. But with the, uh, the over-under in this one, at least it seems like they've all kind of changed by this morning. But yesterday it was 45 and a half. Perhaps you can look that up for me and confirm, Kieran. But I think even if it goes up... Butler? Given it goes up by one or down by one, I think the over is a is a very good candidate here, particularly with how Geno Smith is just throwing the ball around at the moment. And if it's forty five and a half, it that's that's very achievable. The Saints no. did a really good job of of playing bend but don't break against Minnesota, helped by by Kirk Cousins, I think. And but they got you know they got pressure on Cousins, and that changes his game. Um, they, they got, you know, um, they, they took a gamble sort of like with Marshawn Lattimore on Jefferson and, and that beat them in the end, um, as well as the double doink, obviously, Boing. Boing. Um, from Lutz, but you can't be depending on 60 yard field goals to, to keep you in the game and, and to win the 61. game. 61. Well, it's 60 to do it. He made, 60, he made the 60 and he missed 61 the 61, with, just barely. You know, and um, inches a lot. Ask anyone. Now, again, <laughs> again, they've lost Latavius Murray. Uh, we don't know if Kamara will be back, but I think the odds are probably pretty good that he does play. And if he plays well, their offense becomes a lot better. Dalton didn't make mis- did, Dalton did what you want a backup quarterback to do. Basically, he made one turnover, one turnover, one mistake. Uh, otherwise, kept the game under control, uh, kept them kept them in it. Uh, but I don't think they run up lots of points with Andy Dalton at quarterback, you know, so, so 45 is pretty manageable figure the saints for 21, maybe. Um, and then, then it should be, but their defense, I think will pose more problems for Seattle. And I don't think Penny gets enough attention because yeah, Pete P- Carroll's wanted to be a run first team the whole time he's there. And it's only one year, one or two years with Marshawn Lynch. That he was able to really do that, but Penny, it looks like they can do that. And that opens things up. Um, you know, for Lockett and for Metcalf, which is the big the big scoring threats for them. So yeah, I, I agree. Go over on it, take the risk. Yeah, okay. I think the last thing I'll mention this just very very briefly is that I think there's a, a situation where Dalton throughout the rest of the season takes the takes the full time gig from Jameis Winston, depending on Jameis's injury situation. He's got a pretty you know significant back injury by the looks yeah. of things, but Dalton seems to be he's the steadier hand. 
he'll he won't he certainly won't turn the ball over as much and if they can just sort of get that offense going you know we, we mentioned last week the average point scores uh for, for each team so far this season is 21.4 points if he can keep the saints in or around 21 to 25 points per game that's kind of all they're looking for i think at the moment yeah yeah i, I like seattle first half um in this one, because I, I get the sense that the Saints might, you know, the worry that the Saints might be flat coming back from London, you know, uh, uh, after that week in London and then coming back and and having to play. It's it's one of those things that you just don't know how it's going to affect a team. What is the spread now? Six five, you said? Yes. I yeah. I mean, I might take Seattle six, with the sorry, points. It's six. It's six. Yeah. It's if six, it was yeah. if it was seven, I probably would take Seattle with the points. Um, Mike, the two games you want to look at are, are kind of later on. So we'll stick with John's second game, um, which was the San Francisco 49ers taking on the uh, Carolina Panthers. Um, it's the 9.06 game, 1-3 to three about the 49ers. Carolina Panthers, 23-10, 6.5 spread, 38, 38.5 wow, is the over-under. Um, well, it, it, you, you kind of already started, started your little chat about the Carolina Panthers, didn't you, John? So I let you just uh, finish it off there for us. Yeah, it's uh, this the Carolina offense just cannot be trusted uh, in its current state. Um, and that, you know, this is a game that really spells trouble again for Baker Mayfield and, and for, for Matt Rule as a whole. I don't think Matt Rule is going to last very much longer, uh, depending upon whether or not they're the sort of team that will make changes midway through a season. But, you know, just looking at how things are going and how you know, how they were looking last season as well. It's it, it's not looking great in Carolina. And, you know, we touched on it already, but Mayfield, or Mike did, I believe, Mike, Mayfield is being swatted down. Uh, you know, the, the, the opposition defensive fronts have learned what to do against Baker Mayfield. Like, it's not rocket science. He's a relatively smallish quarterback who always seems to lock in on his first or second read. So it's not, you know, it's never really a mystery as to where he wants to throw the ball. Uh, and he's just not good at disguising that. So that's really translating into defensive fronts being able to shut him down entirely. And if you just look at the 49ers this week, or for this season, I should say, they're one of the best defensive fronts in the league, perhaps even the best, certainly top five. I'll, I'll go with that. Now, from the 49ers standpoint, offensively, uh, Jimmy G looked a lot better uh, this week or last week, just, just or, you know, what was it, two days ago? I mean, he always looks pretty <laughs> good. Yeah. Then he, he looked he looked great. He played great. Uh the, uh, I didn't think it was any real surprise that as soon as the 49ers got their kind of skill position key players into the game, like Kittle was all right, but it was, you know, Debo Samuel kind of, he had his, his best game of the season so far this uh, so far this year. And uh, when you get somebody like him, particularly after they gave him such a big contract, you need him to be involved in the offense. And he was, and you could see how that translated into, a, you know, a pretty comprehensive win against uh, Sean McVay's Rams. So if they're beating a team like the Rams, who, again, we talked at the top of the show, aren't primed, you know, they're not the Super Bowl team that they were recently. But if you're still beating them pretty handily, you should ease past Carolina, even like even though it's an away game. So I think um, I'd, I'll take San Francisco with the points here, which uh, was six and a half, minus six and a half yesterday. So I assume it's somewhere in that in that point. So unless it changed massively, I'll stick with that. But yeah, this is not a um, this is this could be a, you know, a danger point for the Carolina Panthers this year. We might not. Is this Baker Mayfield's last game as a starter in the NFL? Is it Matt Rule's last game as Carolina coach? You know, probably not for either of those things, but it's trending downwards on in both of those factors. Yeah, Mike? well, Rule, Rule's been killed by offense his whole time, and they, they threw the blame on Joe Brady last year, and I don't think, I think what we've seen now shows you it's not, it wasn't Joe Brady's fault. Um, you know, cause, cause they're not, they're not getting any, anything new from them. Um, and, and, um, 
you know, what they are is a good defensive team. Phil yeah. Snow's done a great job with that defense. Um, and they were good last week on defense. I picked them to win that game. That was one of my three wrong. Um, basically, because I thought that defense could carry them. But they've got Christian McCaffrey. They've got a couple of decent receivers. You know, they have weapons they could use. They're just not, a, not able to use them. The only thing that holds me back on San Francisco and, and the points is the fact that they played Monday night. It's a short week in a transatlantic red eye um, into Carolina and teams often start slow in those circumstances as we've seen over the years but as i agree completely with john they're good they're also a good defensive team and paradoxically 38-5 is the over under two good defensive teams you should say yeah grab the under but i just have the sneaking suspicion this one goes over um you know it's going to be what's what's 39 is a 28 is a um is a what 20 24 21 kind of game uh which sounds about right um and figure the panthers will be lucky to put 17 up so now you're at 38 21 17 so you know does another field goal come in somewhere yeah it's interesting you mentioned about the the Tomlin thing i'm sure you all saw the seahawks have this tremendous record now of playing um out of their time zone in the area really weird yeah. yeah 37 of the last 38 they've won something insanely yeah. crazy wow. like that um uh, mike your games that you wanted to chat about um eagles at arizona cardinals kicks us off doesn't it two to five about the eagles arizona cardinals are two to one 5.5 spread 48.5 is the over under mike is this is this you kind of telling us we need to really sit up and take notice of these well eagles i think this game will tell us a lot about that because they're not plotting around the nfc east um you know this is this is going to be out out west with with kyler murray and how do you keep him under control i think phil snow did a great job last week with carolina keeping kyler murray under control for a long time and the question simply to me is whether the eagles can do something similar you know is is that um is that defense flexible enough quick enough to keep him in the pocket you know to not to not give him lanes to run because without that i don't think arizona really can go anywhere and on the other side of the ball the eagles are another run run first team uh often because the offensive line is dominating um i think you saw it i thought kelsey had just a fantastic game um you know showing how how quick he can be and Mm. and how much he can get out there and jalen hurts didn't run didn't play particularly effectively either way in the ball he didn't run the ball um hardly at all he didn't pass very effectively but i think against Arizona, they should be able to put that together. Five five is is probably about the limit of the the spread I'd accept to stay with the Eagles um, in this game. And I and it's forty nine five. You know you and you think light them up, but I think I think maybe I go under with that one. Forty eight five now. Forty eight five. Okay, so so money was going under yeah. on it. Yeah, I suppose we saw a bit of. It's not fine spirit because obviously fourteen points is not a massive amount of, of a lead early in a game. To go down, but but the Eagles did go down that in in horrific conditions, and you kind of look at it and you think, well, the Jags that they're having a good start to the season is, is is this where we see that the Eagles are not what we thought? But they came back and they, they really performed strongly, John. Are, are they and they are your dark horse? Well, <laughs> Um, did I mention that yet? Um, no, yeah, no, you did mention it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You mentioned it quite regularly now. Um, but how do you see this one going? I think it's I'm a nervous. yeah. I mean, I'm 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 back in the the Eagles to to move to keep their unbeaten record Just let going. Them soar. Just let the Eagles soar. <laughs> 
So I think, yeah, I can't really go elaborate much more than what Mike said. I think they're, the, the Eagles run game will be the key factor in this particular game, I think. Now, Arizona, stats-wise, are right in the middle of the pack when it comes to defending the run. I think they're 15th or 16th ranked somewhere, something around there. Uh, and now, whether or not that'll be enough to, to keep Philly under wraps or to, to limit their run game, particularly where they've got so many different facets they can move with that, will be interesting to see. But I'm kind of 48 and a half. I know that obviously Mike said it suggests there's a lot of money going to the under on this one, but I just have a little sneaking suspicion that this one might might hit over with... Um, Ascension in the ranks. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, I like Kyler Murray. I don't think he's, you know, league best or, or, or close to it, but I he has the capability to, to score from lots of different positions on the field. Uh, you know, and also do it with his armor, to do it with his armor, to do it with his legs, I guess. Is what That's what they say that. about Antonio Brown these days. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, to bring it, I think commercial Philly to win. I'm going to, I'm going to keep backing Philly until proven otherwise. I think um, this season, at least anyway, but I, I'd be happy to do a money line bet and throw it into an ACA on this one. But I think if just particularly looking at this game as a, as a singular thing, Philly to win and the over 48 and a half, I think it's interesting. Yeah, that uh, yes, Mike's little quote on Antonio Brown. It, it reminded me of seeing that video going around Twitter of the last time I went to a pool party with John, actually. So <laughs> um, the I, last... I, I'm amazed it took, it was shot in May. I'm amazed it took that long yeah. to get out into the intersphere. <laughs> uh, two games to finish us off Cincinnati Bengals at the Baltimore Ravens. And um, we, we'll, we'll briefly touch guys on the Raiders at Chiefs. Um, but uh, six to four about the Cincinnati Bengals, Baltimore Ravens, both. Baltimore Ravens, 8-15, three points bet, 48.5. And I know, Mike, you wanted to come in on this one. What do you got? What do you got? Bruce? Yeah, well, the thing that I the thing I like about this game is that Cincinnati's had a long, a long preparation time because they, they played on Thursday night. So, you know, in effect, it's it's a 10-day prep. So they'll know last year they scored 41 points twice against the Ravens. Um, now, you know, partly in the second game, Lamar wasn't playing, so they saw more of the ball, but you know, I think they had Baltimore figured out then, and I'm not convinced by Baltimore's defense now. Um, they're a good team. They can stay in games. They were in a position to, you know, at least have a late lead in the game against Buffalo. And I wonder I wonder whether it's the, okay, now we go out and we prove we can win one, having had a couple of tough losses in the first four games, or if it's, you know, one of these things where we've shot our wad at the moment and we're ripe for an upset so I'm I'm kind of looking at Cincinnati as a as a potential upset here, um, and maybe you know seven what is it six to four on the money line you know could be a good outside bet uh, for somebody. You always worry about three point games with Baltimore because of Justin Tucker, but you know I think in the three point scenario you're you're probably just as likely to get a push as you are to take a loss. So you know I, I kind of like Cincinnati here. No, Greg the leg, but Justin Tucker. He's he's John. By the way, I'm getting in a joke here. By the way, people that John loves kickers. He loves kickers. What's this? You actually said once to us in a night out. He said, "If you get a good kicker, it's like having a wide receiver." In fantasy football, I should stress, not in like actual NFL football. <laughs> that sounds like that. That sounds like that. Uh, OJ Simpson joke about prison, but which I won't repeat. <laughs> I'm, I'm. I do not want to have to make more edits to this show, Mike. We've already. <laughs> yeah. we've had a ton, for those of you, we've had a ton of little kind of small problems that's, that's plagued the show this week. Uh, so we're 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 working at about seventy percent at the moment. Um, but uh, John, how do you, do you have you any any thoughts on this one? Ben, yeah, this is a. I think this should be 
you know, this is a great game. I think I like these two teams. Other two, just personally speaking, there's two teams I know well, just from paying a lot of attention to the AFC North. Um, this is this is a candidate for a lot of points um, this week, which is obviously reflected in the 48.5 uh, over under, which is kind of a stretch. But, you know, yeah, this like if you just look at there, yeah, there should be points. Lamar Jackson is is an MVP candidate. He's kind of making me eat my words. I've been one of those people that's been, you know, forecasting his downfall you know, consistently. So I'm just going to keep doing that until eventually I'm right. You know, be it when he, you know, Lamar makes it to 40 years old or something. Eventually I'll be like, ah, I told you. <laughs> you do you want to be changed to the exchequer in England? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, with, um, and Burrow is like, Burrow still has a little bit of teething issues, I think as well. A fantastically talented quarterback, but I think I mentioned it last week and that he just seems to sometimes hang on to the ball a little too much. And that's the main symptom, in my view, of the, the sack issue that's going on with Cincinnati. They've tried to correct it. They've, you know, they've brought in a whole new bunch of guys in the offensive line. They're scheming different ways, but it ultimately it just comes down to Burrow being a little inconsistent in the pocket and trying to extend plays that don't need to be extended or not looking for his check down when there's, or, when there's, when there's more there's a difficult thing to look for. Yeah. I agree so, with you, John, as well. I also, I also think, as I've said a couple of weeks now in a row, I think the Bengals play calling. I think they need to get someone in new to get that, but continue. Yeah. yeah you're right there. So it just on the surface, this one, the Ravens are a team that can, put up a lot of points though, particularly with Lamar Jackson playing like he's playing, but also uh, as Mike also suggested, their, their defense is among the worst in the league. So that's me screams points. 48 and a half is a big total, but you know, I'm optimistic. Let's go over 48 and a half. Nice, 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 nice. During that, I, I made uh, at some point in the last couple of minutes, I made a joke and I actually smiled to myself. And I realized that I, I, now that we're on camera and everything, I actually look like the person in that smile trailer movie. Um, <laughs> when I smile, they were like trying to scare people at major events. They could have just got me to do it. Um, I hope the majority of our, li- of our viewers are listening to this on, on Spotify rather than watching they, YouTube. Yeah, well, Kieran, Kieran's, <laughs> Kieran's, basically, yeah, Kieran's basically playing to an audience of one. <laughs> I just watch it on loop on, on YouTube. I actually have YouTube the app on my TV, so now I can put my I can put myself doing the show on television and go out of the room while I'm minding my kid, and it seems like I'm still in the room. She's like, he's still here. Daddy's watching. Daddy, Let's talk about Daddy. Raiders at Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. Las Vegas Raiders just sends us home, guys. Twenty-seven to ten about the Las Vegas Raiders. Two to seven the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Seven point five is spread. Fifty-one point five is the over under. And I'm going to tell you something, guys. I was looking at the Raiders as my best bet because Fuck, I... the, the Raiders tend to be ready for this game. Mike Carlson. I'm though I'm not sure <laughs> which Raiders we're talking about. The John Madden Raiders yeah. or, or the John Gruden Raiders, you know, um, yeah. or the Josh McDaniel Ra- Daniels Raiders. Um I find it, I, I agree with you that seven and a half is a little bit tempting um, for the for these Raiders, you know, that they can probably keep the game close for a while. But the performance that Kansas City put on against Tampa was really point, impressive. Yeah. Now, now there's a caveat there in that that opening fumble. When you, you know, they want Kansas City, like well, any team is better when you're playing with a lead or most teams are when you're playing with a lead. Um, but it, it really they took Tampa out of any kind of game um, early and that made them look better. Obviously, you know, they, they ran the ball better than I thought they would be able to run the ball. And um, Tampa ran the ball, I think, six times total for three yards. That's not going to happen against the Raiders, who who 
are establishing a run first identity, um, partly because that's about the only way they're going to get anything going with Josh, Josh Jacobs. And I think Kansas City is going to be able to keep that under control. You know, I like Kansas City in this game. Like I said, seven and a half might be enough to keep me off betting them with the, with the points. Um, and I also think 51 five, I'm, I'm still the undertaker. And, and I sort of like this one well, to stay under that as well. Um, John, you, you, I don't know if you stayed up late. You probably just watched it like me the next day. But uh, the, the Mahones flip points, yeah. flip pass, point flip. Um, <laughs> did you enjoy that point flip? <laughs> <laughs> that nice sound effect. We should get like a little buzzer that makes those go. Um, yeah, I think I've touched on it earlier. I've, I've just have zero faith in this Las Vegas team at the moment. And you know, I know that it's a team they'll they'll know very well. But going to on the road to to Kansas City is just not where where you want to go if you're underperforming uh, and you need, you'll, you'll know in that sort of game, when if you're playing away to the Chiefs, what's the minimum amount of points you have to score to, to be in the running in the fourth quarter? At, at least 21, probably a good, oh, yeah. bit, more, a good mm-hmm. bit more than 21 in, in, in reality. So the, uh, the, the handicap, and like I do think that Kansas City are well within their capabilities to win this game by you know more than more than a touchdown uh and that's i guess that's sort of reflected in in the points here being seven and a half it's whether or not you think it's i'd love that if that was six and a half but um I'd, i'll still take uh i'll still take the the kansas city here with the handicap i think that's the more likely of the two scenarios by far okay well um i'm gonna give you a little time to think about your best bets although it sounds like maybe I, you've already got a little bit of, oh well sorry, i do want to point out i was right last week <laughs> <laughs> so I'm two, I'm two and two on the season now i know yeah with all that we did so so for those of you listening we recorded some of the show and then realized it was a problem so we went back and then how, we to re-record. how did you guys how did you guys do i think i won did i not win i had the chargers. you always think you won and well, no I, one I, ever remembers who it was you actually <laughs> I, had, I had the chargers i just need to double check what the spread was yeah um, yeah who Everybody did you have that- it's the taking part that counts in these things. So about yours was yeah. As, as Stalin said, it's not how you vote, it's who counts the vote. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's that's a dig at me now because I, I can see that. Look, I'm fair. Everyone, you can go back and listen to every single show and then look at the spreads. It's as simple as that. But I just need to double check how much the Chargers, I know how much they won by. I just need to double check exactly what, what they were at the time of recording. But I'm pretty confident that I won. Yeah. I was at one stage, they were like 27 7 up or 21 0 as well. And I was like, oh, it's definitely going to win. But I do know that Houston got a few garbage time ones and actually made a game of it in the fourth quarter, which did kind of worry me um a reminder of course to please gamble responsibly this weekend and just to let you know that safer gambling week is uh, around about two weeks away or so and we'll have a, a little bit of something special for it during that um so uh, do keep an eye out uh, safer gambling week is on the way you'll see it up on the website uh, and gentlemen uh, check out the promotions page over the weekend there's tons of stuff to get involved in as well as some really nice promotions at the moment as i mentioned last week it's probably the best time uh, ever over on the Betfair Sportsbook for some of the offers. They're really, they're really, really tempting. Um, and who should we go to first for best bets? Well, I suppose since Mike kind of put his hand up, interjected, rudely interrupted, you look at it, listener, however you feel that it should yeah. be worded. Um, we'll go to you, Mike. Yeah, it's a really funny week. You know, um, I, there's a lot of there's a lot of high spreads this week for the first time uh, this this season. So you know, Pittsburgh plus fourteen. Uh, in Buffalo, which you would normally kind of jump at, except Kenny Pickett is the court is going to be the quarterback and JJ Watts not playing. Um, so they, they're a different kind of team. Um, Houston plus seven in Jacksonville, but I think Jacksonville's on a roll and Houston's not. 
Um, although Houston has been doing well against the spread. Chicago, seven at Minnesota. You know, do the Vikings come back flat from London? Atlanta, eight and a half at Tampa. But Cordero's out for the season um, for them. So I'm hesitant to. loss, isn't it? Yeah, they've covered the spread every week, but this week may that may end. So I'm looking at two home dogs, basically Miami at the Jets. The Jets were getting 3.5. Is that still the case? Um, uh, let and me check that for you. I've never actually tried to find the Jets, but yeah, 3.5. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Tennessee at Washington. Washington's getting 2.5. I'll take Tennessee as the best bet. Brilliant. That was my one. Excellent. <laughs> you always say that <laughs> every week. Like, every week you've said you've said that. It's a gambler's move. Oh yeah, that's, that's, this way I can be right. I'm gonna he does say it a lot. I he does say it a lot. I do. I'm, I'm, I'm. John, I'm gonna let you think about what you're. You should have a second choice because I tell you, I've. I should know by now. This is the third week out of what five that my best bet has been taken. Off. So you say. I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking at the Cowboys of the Rams, and uh, I got a sneaky suspicion that. The Cowboys could cover, but that's not the way I'm going. Um, I'm going to go over. I think the Rams will be hurting from the weekend. But, um, you know, Dallas look all right, despite having the the obvious injury, a quarterback. They look okay. You know, Zeke and Pollard are going. I think they'll score. Uh, CD Lamb, a couple of scores. Rams, obviously Cooper Cup, etc. 43.5. I think, do you know what? If I think this was this time last year. I that's think down. I, that's down to 43. It was 45.5 yesterday. Yeah. And I think if it was last year, it's 48. If yeah. I'm like, I think this game is a 48.5 over under this time last year. Now it's 43. So I, I got a sneaky suspicion that bad boy goes over 43. I got to like say, that. you know, it's, yeah. it's it's like three touchdowns each and a half. I mean, these these teams score. I mean, the Rams can score like that. Um, John Bath. Yeah, I'm going with my my second choice this week. Will be uh, oh I'm going God, with the Chargers you know. with the the points against the Browns. Um, this I, I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Repeat that. Repeat your selection there. I'm sorry, going for I, the Chargers. I'm, go, I'm going the for the, the the Chargers to defeat the Cleveland Browns and to do it. <laughs> and the Browns are getting <laughs> the Browns are getting three right. The Browns are getting three, but I think. Um, this, do we allow that? Do we allow him to pick against the Browns? Can we allow <laughs> yeah. that? Yeah, we, we encourage it. We encourage oh, it. Well, part part of it is I've not been great with my best bets this week, this so far this season. So if I actually lose this one, it means the Browns win. So you know, so it's a win-win situation for me in in that regard. Um, but no, I think uh, the the Browns are a little bit banged up um, so far uh, this season, particularly in the elements of the game that would be required to keep Justin Herbert under wraps. <laughs> now, I wonder if his, I don't know if his ribs are back to hundred percent, probably not. That seemed like it, it was a rib cartilage injury and that those takes a, take a couple of weeks to heal for sure, but he's been looking okay since that. Um, but the, the real issue is that Miles Garrett will still be gone. The uh, I don't, I don't think, well, it's, I think it's touch and go on Jadevian Clowney, whether or not he plays. So basically the pass rush, could potentially be non-existent and the brands the middle of the defensive front has not looked great in fact they're the two uh who were the table or what's the name? i can't remember the two the two lads in there uh jordan elliott and the other guy Taven Bryan. they're the two uh worst ranked defensive tackles so far in the league so uh, that doesn't spell like the brands are going to be able to worst ranked by whom i think it was pff so oh, pff said that um that uh, staley's the best coach in the nfl well, yeah, there's 
different ways to look at it, I suppose. Yeah. But uh, if the Browns can't keep this, if this is a Nick Chubb game, I, I might change change my track. Like, well, most games are Nick Chubb games. And Stop talking yourself out, anyway. John. You've done it. You've done yeah, it. No, I, I'm doing I it. I like but what you've done there, too. I think the key thing is that it's going to be hard for the Chargers to keep, or for the Browns to keep the Chargers under wraps. And so, for, like, Jacoby Brissett playing quarterback for the Browns has been kind of solid and consistent. But noted the things I've noticed that when he has had to open up and chase a lead late in the fourth quarter, he's thrown picks. Yeah. So I, I don't think it's going to be, um, it doesn't, it just the game script doesn't look great for a, a Cleveland yeah. win here. And I think the Chargers can take it by three or more. It's a good, that's yeah. a good point. Now and here's the fair. question for next week. Oh, well, assuming, well, well, right, next week. assuming Cooper, Cooper Rush plays for Dallas, which, mm-hmm. which I think he will next week. Do they bring Dak in against the Eagles or do they leave Cooper Rush in against the Eagles and then say, well, we lost that game. Now we can bring Dak in. That's a great question. Uh, I suppose it all uh, it depends on how he performs this weekend, for one thing. I mean, if he was get the win, I, I do think that no matter what the man upstairs, and I'm not talking about God at Dallas. I'm talking about the man who thinks he's God at Dallas, <laughs> who has this upstairs, will decide that. And I would guess, given the trust that they have already put in him, that they would go with Dak. Although they, they are, I mean... It, have they signed Dak to his? Is this the last year of his rookie contract, or has he actually got? No, he's got a big deal. He's got he's the got big the deal, big hasn't deal. he? Yeah. He's got the big deal. He starts because then Jerry is the type of guy who looks at it and says, "He's he's kind of Donald Trump, kind of an ex person." <laughs> in that these people don't believe that they've ever made mistakes, and I doubt Jerry is going to admit he made a mistake. Yeah. So the dude could be like, he could win the next <laughs> next five games in a row and they suddenly be like, you're out of a job. The guy we gave all the money to is back in. That's the NFL, baby. That's why we love it. And I hope you love it too. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. We're, we are out. It's been a, a little bit all over the shop, uh, thanks to me at times, but I, I hope it was an enjoyable uh, recording for... Most of the listeners won't realize a lot of the stop and start elements of it, so that's the wonderful part of it, isn't it, guys? We've been at this recording for seven hours now. <laughs> <laughs> we should yeah, release the, the guy, the guy who put the, the remote the unedited well. one, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kieran's the guy who put the remote in remote recording <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> thanks for that um, that's it uh, those are our best bets all the best with it uh, thanks for that guys um, and thanks for listening a reminder please do gamble responsibly this weekend every weekend safer gambling will be gone the way in two weeks time keep an eye out for the sports book for loads of offers on the way as well and uh, if you're going to the game I know a lot of you are going to finally see Aaron Rodgers do enjoy the game um, uh, this weekend it should be an absolute cracker if it's anything like the one we had at the weekend it should be absolutely brilliant uh, thanks for listening speak to you next week